When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Alexandra. And I'm Anna, and we are the Russian Sisters. Welcome to our podcast. A show we created to talk about hard things. And also to bring some levity to your lives. Alexandra is a mom and occupational therapist. And Anna is a school counselor. And together we share our life stories. And crazy adventures. We aim to make you smile. And let you know, you're not alone. You're not alone. You are not alone. Enjoy our latest episode from The, the Russian, Russian Sisters. Sisters. Hello and welcome to another episode. Hello. Welcome to another week of fun with Anna and Alexandra. You know it. Alexandra, how have you been? Pretty good, I'd say. I think I've mentioned my word for the year is simple. So trying to keep it simple. Yeah, things are pretty status quo here. I've talked a little bit about the transition with my work. I did finally get on with a company that I think is going to be fantastic. Um, the transition has been not awesome, but I think I've decided instead of getting wrapped up in all the shenanigans of just kind of sitting back and letting stuff play out. Like transitioning into the new company or transitioning out of the old company? Well, I mean, it's kind of both, but yeah, out of the old company. They've got some stuff going on. It's just, there's a lot of miscommunication. I don't know if I'd call it miscommunication or just, because it's not a lack of communication. It's just very confusing communication. Confusing communication. Confumication. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I hate when that happens. Yes. So every day I could be told something that's the opposite of what I was told the day before. Otherwise... I'm just, yeah, taking it a day at a time. Um, we've had some really weird weather here. I'm looking forward to the warmer weather, getting outside a little bit more. Yeah, it's pretty much been status quo. Kind of boring. I'm okay with boring, but kind of boring over here. Simple. Yeah, simple. Well, simple doesn't have to be. I tell people I'm simple-minded, and then they think I'm dumb. No, not dumb, but just I like to keep things simple. I have a knack for overcomplicating things, so I just it's a good reminder for everybody. You're welcome. Yeah, people have been asking, like, what are you going to do for spring break? And a lot of people have plans, and I'm like, mm, staycation. Well, yeah, I feel like you have an update for us on on your health. How How is that going? Yes, I'm going to have some forced rest time. I learned, I'm sure you guys are all really interested in my health problems, but I learned after I went to urgent care and my follow-ups, it's so interesting what happened really. But because of the pain that I had, some tests were done. And because of those tests were done, they discovered I have this other problem to which I'm going to have to have surgery over spring break. So it really is a forced rest because I'll be down and out for probably two to three days, which is totally fine with me. I have some books that I want to read unless I'm just sleeping for three three days, which also could be lovely. And I do love that simple, just like, cool. I was hoping to not do much of anything anyway, and now I'll just be in recovery. So that thing was discovered, going to have surgery to tackle that, and then still have this other problem that I need to tackle. But that through diet and meds, I'm sure we'll come to some sort of conclusion. I have another follow-up appointment in a couple of weeks. So y'all stay tuned. I know you're so interested in, in what's going on with my abdomen. 
your surgery is it a routine surgery or I think so okay Uh, I mean the doctor that I talked to was like oh it's their bread and butter like it's like nothing well my point is it's not something that's like it's something that is done more frequently so it's not something that's done infrequently that has higher risk no no, it should be pretty low risk. In fact, I went online to schedule my appointment because that's how Schmeiser works. Like, oh, the referral was put in. I logged into my account. I click on the referral. It asks me when I want an appointment. And then the appointments were all in like 20-minute increments. And I was like, well, this is it's so routine and so simple. That there's no like pre-op appointment and then you have the surgery and then a post-op like check it. I think it really just is like go have this thing done by a robot and then go home and rest for three days. I wonder if they just combine pre and post-op now into the the actual appointment. Could be. My driver to the appointment was like, what time do we have to be there? And I'm like, I don't know. I <laughs> haven't gotten like any emails or information. I don't know much of anything. I th- But I went and I looked and I'm like, oh, okay, I have to be there at this t- by this time. And um, it's not even like at the hospital. It's like that kind yeah. of routine. Yeah, outpatient, thing. yeah. Yeah. All right. It'll make the rest of my life really interesting. So much so. <laughs> I um the past few days have been like, oh, I think that some of the foods that I have been eating, I won't be able to really eat. No, it's not true. I could eat them if I wanted to, but there will be consequences in the future. So I've kind of just been diving into some of my favorite foods the last few days because I'm like, this could very well be the last time I shall ever taste this flavor. Mm. <laughs> interesting. Okay. Well, I'm going to speak on behalf of our listeners, but I hope everything goes well. Thank you. And you know that I've already told you, buddy and I are around if you need anything. Thank you. Yeah. I've just been saying it's going to be easy peasy lemon squeezy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and as much as spring break can be nice to go away and do things, that's how, well, buddy's surgery last year ended up being before spring break. Um, But it worked, you know, it worked out okay for us. But I think sometimes it's nice to have that natural break. So you don't have to worry about missing work. You don't have to worry about making up anything even though it kind of puts a damper, like, what are you doing for spring break? I'm having surgery. Hmm. Yeah. I was talking to a teacher this morning and he was like, he's technologically challenged, self-admittedly he is. And so he's like, I just want to make sure I'm able to access my boarding pass on my phone and I have this done and this done. I'm like, looks good. You should be totally fine. And he's like, what are you going to do over break? And I'm like, I'm having surgery. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, do I lie? Do I say I don't know what I'm doing, which also isn't true because I know what I'm doing. Um, But so, yeah, like he didn't pry into anything more specific, but yeah. It's March Madness. It is March Madness. Did you fill out a bracket for basketball? I did for fun. It's been a while since I've done one, but um, I is did. Is it through work or through? No, it's just me. Oh, just you by yourself? You were like, I'm going to print up a bracket by myself and do it? Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to put $50 in and win or lose. Winner takes all. Loser also gets 100% of what they put in back. Yeah. It's just for fun. That's funny. Um, How did you go about picking your teams? I looked at them and then just picked. You weren't like, I like this college over this college, or I like this part of the country better than this part of the country, or they have better uniforms and they have better uniforms, or I like their mascot better than their mascot. No, I I really kept it simple-minded. Okay. Yeah. So I heard that um, there were some teams that kind of threw everything topsy-turvy. A whole bunch of my bracket is already out. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I'm sorry. USC lost. So a whole bunch of my bracket is gone. 
That's how I feel about um, March Mammal Madness. And if I want to get into this, this if is the why... copy like does not make it past the first round, then that kind of sucks for me. Oh, I feel like they're the kind of animal where they're unassuming. Oh, copy. Yeah, I think we have them at the Denver Zoo. We do have them. We also I've, have Kudu, which is on the. Let's jump into the March Mammal. Is it Mammal March Madness? No, or it's March Mammal Madness. March Ma- Mammal. Oh, that's a lot of M's. And for those of you who have been around with us for a little while, you know that we did this last year too. And it was the first time that I'd ever heard of March Mammal Madness. And it's something that our eighth grade science teachers do with their are the eighth graders. And they research all these animals. And then they also fill out these brackets. And it's essentially like all these different animals. And you have to choose if these two animals were to go head to head. Yeah, who would win? Who would win? We did this but last year. Yeah. It's not just, you know, and I learned it's not just size. It could be what kind of climate they live in or, you know, the makers of March Mammal Madness could throw in some really funky things and you're like, oh, I didn't have that like piece of information. Like Yeah. Like or if I kudu. had that piece of information, I might have chosen a different animal. Yeah. Let's jump into it though. I want to see who, Do who you? you have. Yeah. Okay. see what you got. So the four categories, you know how in regular basketball, isn't it like north, south, east, west? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So the four categories here are... Mighty Stripes. Oh, all right. Itty Bitty Comeback City. Mm-hmm. Animal Engineers. Oh, I like that. And Dad Bods. <laughs> <laughs> Where for the Dad Bods category, they really, the information we had about these animals really honed in on like the daddies of the animal. Yeah. What's the tiny one? Itty Bitty Comeback City. Okay. Mighty Stripes. Itty Bitty Comeback City. Animal engineers and dad bods. Oh, so you want me to run through like the different animals that are in yeah, each let's category? Yeah, like, that's okay. Like, even though you have your bracket, let's do a podcast bracket. Okay, so the first set of animals in Mighty Stripes is the Okapi versus the four striped grass mouse. The Okapi versus the grass mouse. Yeah. I, I do pick the Okapi on that. Uh, okay, I did too. Okay. Yeah. Then it gets tricky, Alexandra, unless you know like. Are we going to continue on that bracket all the way to the end or just go all the way down no, first round? No, we're going to go all the way down first round. Okay. Okay. So you picked Okapi. Let's just do like first round or something. See how far we get. Okay. So then the next grouping is the striped polecat against the giant striped mongoose. Now, polecat was ranked eight and mongoose nine. I have to look up some of these. I know. Polecat I did too. versus what? A mongoose. Which was tricky. Oh, it could have gone either way for oh, me. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What do you see? What are you looking up? Well, I saw the polecat. I'm going to go polecat. That's what I chose. I chose polecat. There's a reason why we're sisters. So, so far we have the okapi and the polecat. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. The next grouping was the side striped jackal mm, versus okay. the striped possum. Oh, jackal versus a possum. Hmm. I'm kind of leaning towards the opossum. Really? Did it's you just do possum. Jackal? There's no O because oh. later on in another category is, is the opossum. O? Oh my this gosh. One is I possum. should probably learn the difference between those two. I don't. Yeah. Striped possum versus the jackal. All right. So jackal. you did the jackal? I did the jackal. Mm, okay. The next one is the striped dolphin versus the checkered elephant shrew. The elephant shrew. What was the first one? Striped dolphin. Oh. Uh, I'm going to go dolphin. Yeah. That's what I did too. The next one, wildcat versus highland streaked 
Tenrec. Tenrec. T-E-N-R-E-C. You probably need to yeah, look that up to see. Yeah, let me look that up. Oh, it pops up right... Whoa. You guys should look up what a Tenrec is. I can't even... It's an interesting looking... I feel like last year you did this and I had to look up animals and I did not realize there are certain animals. Okay, it's a type of hedgehog. And what was the other one? Wildcat. Oh, wildcat. Mm-hmm. Obby. Mm. The next one, striped hyena versus fire-footed rope squirrel. Mm, hyena. That's what I picked. Striped rabbit versus numbat. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. Numbat. N-U-M-B-A-T. Mm-hmm. Am I what saying was the that first right? one? Striped rabbit. Oh. I think it's extinct. The striped rabbit is now or the is, numbat? Yeah. I think it was one of those that it was like, was alive once upon a time. Oh. Sumatran striped rabbit. Um, this doesn't say Sumatran. It just says striped <laughs> um, rabbit. I'm going to go numbat. I went rabbit. Then last one is the kudu mm-hmm. against the badger bat. Oh. How big is a kudu? It's pretty big and it has really pretty horns. Yeah, it does. I think I'd go that versus the bat. The kudu? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I think we, um, you and I picked mostly the same things, except we you did. picked the numbat and I picked the rabbit. Out of that whole thing, I have the jackal winning that whole category. Oh. Yeah, because then I have the polecat going against the jackal, and then I have the jackal winning, and then I have the wildcat going against the kudu, and then I have wildcat winning. Then I have the jackal against the wildcat, and I had to Google because one mm. is of the dog family and one is of, of the, the cat, cat family. family. Mm-hmm. And then I think it actually said in Google somewhere that the jackals do prey on wildcats. Mm-hmm. So I was like, jackal for the win in that category. You want to go to Itty Bitty Comeback City? Yeah. Let's you do ready it. for that one? Yeah. Okay. Oh, there was a wild card winner. The shrew mole against the bumblebee bat. Oh, bumblebee bat. Oh, I picked the mole. Okay. So it's that winner against a sea otter, which was ranked number one in the category. I would do a sea otter. Yeah. I yeah. picked an otter too. Okay. Then the southern... Oh, I have to zoom in to see what this is. The southern ningao e Ningawi? I don't know. It's N-I-N-G-A-U-I. N-I-N-G-A. Oh, I see. It came up. Versus. So the Southern. Oh, boy. That That sucker is tiny, guys. This is an Australian. It's. Yeah. That's versus the grasshopper mouse. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm just. Because I can pronounce grasshopper mouse, I'm going to go with that one. Yeah, I went with mouse, too. Then there's the Sibri dwarf lemur versus the silver pika. Oh, I would do lemur. Me, too. Amara, M-A-R-A. Why, I, f- I find that they pick the most ridiculous animals on this where you have to look them up. Yeah, look up Amara. All right. Amara against a Siberian chipmunk. Siberian chipmunk. Amara, how do you spell Amara? M-A-R-A. Oh, I'm there. I'm there. Well, it, it came up with, <laughs> with, with some market holdings initially because... <laughs> Um, cause that's the abbreviation for that, for that holding. Okay. Oh, I see. It's kind of cute versus the what? Siberian chipmunk. Oh, I'm going to go Mara. Yeah. That's what I picked. All right. Now this one is going to be fun to look up an it jar, it jarry, it jarry, it jarry. So I T J A R I T J A R I versus a silky anteater. Wait, are you sure it's not, it's the marsupial? Itchari, itchari, some itchari, itchari. Is it called itchari, itchari? 
Maybe. No, I, I don't, don't know. What think it, I put that in and it didn't pop up correctly. All right. I Versus don't even an know. Ant eat- Eater. It's, we'll I do Ant Eater. Yeah, that's what the I ones think. that I, I All can't right. do. Dick Dick against Colo Colo Opossum. I feel like last year they had the Dick Dick. I'm going to go with the Dick Dick. Oh, I went with the Opossum. Bulldog Bat versus Thor's Hero Shrew. I'm going to go off names. Thor's Hero Shrew. I went with a bat. Then the Rock Hyrax versus the Pygmy Jerboa. Jerboa. No, I'm just picking them if I can pronounce them. Yeah, I went with the Hyrax. You should look it up. H-Y-R-A-X. I think they were all really cute. Now, reminder, it's Itty Bitty Comeback City. So these are all really teensy tiny. Yeah. Little Ooh, animals. The Hyrax has some mean teeth. Y'all. Yes, which if is why I picked up. it against the Jerboa, a pygmy Jerboa, J E R B O A. Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. I think mine would lose. Okay. So then from there, I, w- I said the otter was going to beat the mouse, the Mara was going to beat the lemur, the opossum was going to beat the anteater, and the Hyrax was going to beat the bat. And then ultimately, I have the otter winning that category just because they're so dang cute. And if you've ever seen one in person, you know. All right. In the next category, animal engineers. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Golden eagle mm-hmm. against a spongilla fly. Eagle. Yeah. Obvi. Then veined octopus against a puffer fish. I'm going to go the octopus. I went with puffer. I yeah, uh, you and I briefly before we were recording, we're talking about this. Yes. So the puffer fish, as I like was Googling these things, because along with the brackets, the eighth graders have done some research on the animals. So there's a whole slideshow that they put together that informs us about each of the animals and they learn like how big are they, what are their strengths, what are their weaknesses, what are some interesting facts about them, etc. Um, just and what are what environments do they live in so that we have some information to go on when we are putting these animals up against each other. And the puffer fish, many of you already probably know this, but it's very poisonous to fish and it tastes horrible. So it's also poisonous to humans. But then I was like, well, for this round, I said it was going to defeat the octopus because I know the, and it's the veined octopus I think is little. So I was looking that up and the puffer fish, like it would spike up. And then if the octopus tried it all. I've seen a massive one before. Yeah. They're huge. They can be huge. I've seen small. And when I say see them, I mean in the ocean while I'm diving, it was not puffed. I don't even know if that's what you would term it, but, or call it is I can, I can use English, but yeah, I mean, this thing was probably almost two feet long just without being poofed up and it was massive. But for me, I think with the octopus, I'm, I'm thinking like the squeezing ability. That's, that's where I went. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then I'm making some assumptions because there are different kinds of puffer fish and some are more poisonous. Many are poisonous, but then there are some that aren't. And so I was like, well, I don't know. I'm just going to make an assumption and roll with this here. That's great. So I picked puffer. The next one was a paleocaster versus a trapdoor spider. Trapdoor spider. Yeah, because I don't remember what the paleocaster is, but I picked the spider. It's P-A-L-A-E. O-C-A-S-T-O-R. Popped it up. It's a type of beaver. Beaver. And then I was like, the spider, even though like it, I don't think it, like its bites were lethal. 
The next one I had was lungfish versus tent-making bat. Tent-making bat? Yeah, these bats make these tents out of leaves, and it's really kind of cool um, versus well, the lungfish. I, suppose, I mean – suppose you could hide with that. What does a lungfish do? Well, a lungfish is a fish. And so I was like, what? How do those two even mm. battle against each other? Like if you know anything yeah. about these animals, you'll be like, wait, what? I'm going to go with the bat. Okay. I went with the lungfish. The next one is called, uh, well, I don't know how to pronounce it, but I pronounce it goanna because that's how it's spelled. <laughs> and that's versus the Rufus Hornero. So it's G-O-A-N-N-A. Yeah. Abby. Oh, versus, okay. It's a type of lizard. Yeah. Versus for, a Hornero. H-O-R-N-E-R-O. You guys are going to be like, what are you doing I know today? You guys, this is, it's really fun for me, though. So what is, wait, hold on. Me. What are you looking at? What do you see? I'm going to go with the lizard. The goanna. There you yeah, go. Yeah, that's how I'm pronouncing it because, like I said, it has my name in it. And I actually chose it to go pretty far just because I was like, it has my name in it. Anyway, the next one is Homo habilis, which is an older like Neanderthal cave, little tiny human caveman kind of thing. Oh. Versus the bee. Bee. I picked a bee too because mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. like, back then, mm-hmm. who knows? I mean, now- Even now they say, you know, I, and I know we're, they're getting into, I can't think of the term, but fabricated bees essentially where they're, they did that whole thing in Florida and eventually had to pull back on that one. But- Bees are very important. And millennia ago, who knows what would have happened if you got stung by something like that. You would die. Now, Anaphylaxis, yeah. Bees stinging other people also kills the bees. So I realized like mm-hmm. that bee isn't going to make it very far in my bracket. In fact, I have it going up against the goanna and obviously the goanna wins. Mm, okay. Then I've got the Montezuma oropendola, which don't even ask me what that is. I think it's a bird against the new Caledonian crow. So bird against bird. Yeah. I'm going to go crow. Which made sense to me more than a lungfish going against a bat. Then the last one is the cathedral termite against the dung beetle. (laughs) Dung beetle all the way. Yeah. When what I found interesting is they had the cathedral termite ranked two and the dung beetle ranked 15. And I don't know if that's an actual. Well, termites destroy things, right? You get in there and you destroy it. I don't know what the dung beetle does, except it's fun to say dung beetle. I also had a resource that ranked like where these animals fall on the food chain. Like if they're primary, like are they herbivores? Do they eat herbivores? Are they then secondary or tertiary so that they, are they omnivores? Like Mm. that's also what I was using too. That's an extensive chart there. It is. Anyway, I have the eagle going all the way. I think that's a good choice. Have you ever thought, I'd love to have a podcast just like this one? Well, I can help. My name is Matt Kundal, and everyone at my company, the Sound Off Podcast Network, had a hand in making this show. Whether it was about the sound, the discoverability, or that you're just enjoying the show, we are all about the detail. If you think you have a podcast in you, reach out to me via email, matt at soundoff.network. Or check out the website and become one of the great podcasts we work with at soundoff.network. Then the last group is the dad bods. Okay. <laughs> and the first- When Anna told me that there are dad bods, my initial reaction was, well, is there a category for mom bods? You know, mom animals exist too, you know. All right, dad bods. All right. So they have emperor penguin against the lined seahorse. Well, 
Seahorses are my, my I know spirit animal, so yeah. I'm, I'm going with the seahorse. Yeah, it's ranked 16th, so I don't think it's going to last long. I went with hey penguin. No. I hey know. No. And lined seahorse, I think, is a tinier seahorse than many. Anyway. Small but mighty. Mm-hmm. Next pairing was owl monkey mm-hmm. against a Caspian tern, right? A monkey against a, a bird. Oh, that's hard. I feel like I'd want to know more information about the turn. We're not going to do that right now. So I'll go monkey. Yeah, I did too. Then there's the Pacific spiny lump sucker (laughs) versus the peacock wrasse. Can you imagine if we were in a position to actually name these animals? Like not even their scientific names, but then to give them a layman's layman's terms name. I can't even speak. Pacific spiny lump sucker. What is a lump sucker? You got to look it up. And you have to look up a wrasse so you know who's going to win. Oh, it's a fish. The lump sucker. It's a fish. Against a W-R-A-S-S-E. Oh, yes. I mean, they're both fish, but I'm going to do the lump sucker. Ooh, I went with the wrasse. I don't remember why. Maybe it was a prettier fish? It looks a little... It is prettier. Yeah. That's true. Okay. Next pairing is the Siamang. I don't Mm -hmm. even know if I'm saying that right. Mm -hmm. Am I? Siamang? I don't know if you are, but what's really interesting is that as I'm Googling these and I don't... Because I'm saying them out loud. You are... All of them are popping up now. Yeah. Yeah. So that's funny. Okay. Siamang against Darwin's frog. Talk about naming. Oh. Darwin um. actually named this frog. I researched that. <laughs> Siamang is like a monkey, isn't it? It like is. An ape. Yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna go with the Siamang. Yeah. That's what I did. And uh, I'm not always going for what's bigger, obviously. You know, there's some that are smaller and... Mighty. Mighty or... Bat-eared fox Oh, yeah. Versus- see, it just popped up. There's a bat-eared fox. <laughs> Spotted sandpiper. I have looked at the bat-eared fox before. Yeah, it's cute. The sandpiper? Mm-hmm. Is a bird. Oh, I think, my right? My Google is really weird. Yeah, it is a bird. I'm going to do the fox I, because I like the ears. What got does some big... the fox say? Mm-hmm. I went with fox too. Okay, mm-hmm. next. Wolverine mm-hmm. against giant That's, water bug. You know what's hilarious about that? And I think it's because I must be tapping into the mammal March m- mammal madness because – I went to look up one of the other animals in all the Wolverine movies that popped up. <laughs> really? And, I, and as I'm looking, I'm going, why is that? Why is that on here? Um, okay. So Wolverine versus what? A uh, giant water bug. What is, oh, Ooh. yeah. I'm not a big fan of bugs. We're, we're going to go Wolverine. On that yep. One. Wolverine. Then the greater flamingo mm. against the Dayak fruit bat. I think I'm going to do the bat. Oh, I went with the flamingo. Okay. Then the last pairing in dad bods is greater Rhea, R-H-E-A, mm-hmm. versus the three-spined stickleback. <laughs> <laughs> this is hilarious. Yes. Oh, and it popped right up. Okay. Oh, it's a fish. The stickleback is a fish and the Rhea is a bird. Yes. I'm going to go with the Rhea. Yes, that's what I went with. Okay, so it then is I had, not an emu and it is not an no. ostrich, but it kind of looks like them, but it is not. Yes, and it just, doesn't just for the audience. It doesn't fly, so it very much looks like mm-hmm. those birds, an emu and or it ostrich, also yeah. doesn't fly. So when I have the flamingo going up against the rhea, that was tricksy for me, and I was like, mm. "Ooh, which one would win?" Would you pick? Because the rhea is bigger than the flamingo. Well, but the and flamingo I didn't look for how fly. fast. Yeah, I didn't look for how fast because ostriches are mighty fast. Rhea is fast, but so is the flamingo. A flamingo is fast? Yeah. That's what this thing said. Anyway, and the flamingo can fly and the Rhea can't. So I went with flamingo. Oh, you went with flamingo. Well, you did have the, weren't you in the cabin, the flamingos when we were in camp when we were younger? We were called the pink flamingos. (laughs) 
Yes. All right. Then I had the fox going up against the wolverine, mm. Obvi wolverine. Yeah. I had the wrasse going up against the siaming. So that was like mm, the monkey mm-hmm, kind the of monkey. creature going up yeah. against the fish. So I had the siaming winning. And then penguin in a monkey. Mm. And I picked penguin. Okay. Because it's the emperor penguin. That. Yeah. And the emperor, they're big. They are. Then I had the penguin going up against the siaming. Mm, I have the siaming winning. Okay. And then I have the wolverine against the flamingo. Oh. Wolverine winning. Yeah. Then wolverine against the siaming. Wolverine. Then... Are you guys keeping track of this? Because I'm not sure I am. <laughs> Picture this. Then I have the eagle going up against the wolverine. Now, this is where things get tricky for me. So that's one side of the bracket. The other side of the bracket is a jackal going up against an otter. I have the jackal winning. Then I've got the eagle against the wolverine. Now, originally, because I was doing some Googling, originally with an eagle going up against a wolverine, I was like, obvi wolverine. Because, mm. beca- well, <sighs> then I Googled eagle. Like what is who's the predator of the eagle? There isn't one. No, there, there isn't, isn't a natural Mm-mm. predator for the eagle, except wolverines do eat eagle eggs. That's what I would say is if you go for the young, mm-hmm. that's one thing. But for yeah, there isn't one for the except adult. for the humans. The only yeah. like the biggest risk to eagles are humans. Yeah. We're so then I was like, oh, yeah. which way am I going to go for this bracket? Because there's an argument for both sides. If the, if the wolverine is going against baby eagles, then they should have said eaglets, but they didn't. And I'm thinking, you know, honestly, I'm thinking of one of my favorite rom coms, The Proposal with Sandra Bullock, and they have the dog and they're like don't let the mm-hmm. dog outside because the eagles will get it <laughs> and, and then there's it does a, it scoops it right up it's a whole scene so i mean just as much as the wolverine would go after the eggs i could see the eagle going after the wolverine pups oh yeah yeah oh good point yeah i didn't even think about that yeah well i'd still say eagle for the last round i have the jackal going against the eagle and then i i did i picked the eagle to go and then to win the whole thing and i felt pretty good about that because i did go to the american university which is the home of the eagle that's true now granted they were those were bald eagles and this is a golden Golden, eagle yeah i get it but still mighty so i had to go with eagle to win the whole thing i think that's great i'm excited to um continue hearing from you on how it goes I know you guys at home are going to be on pins and needles for a few weeks because I won't know for a few weeks what's we'll, going to happen we'll because we're link. on yeah we're on spring break. We can put a link to the right to the mammal. Bracket. No, the videos no- don't get released yet. Wait, there's but for the bracket so people can see what the kind of oh, animals yeah, are. I can. I'm sure I can figure out how to get. Oh yes, yes, yes. They're online, or I'll figure out somehow that you can get a copy. Well, that of the way bracket. you guys can see what the animals are, and if you feel it, I mean, it's it might be a little late. You want to play time. along? Now that you know what I picked overall. Mm -hmm. Might be a little late um, by the time this episode airs. But I like that it's a fun thing to do that it kind of parallels what's going on culturally but is something different and fun in a way for kids to still learn. Or adults since Anna and I get excited about (laughs) doing this every year. I know. Well, because I'm the reigning champion. I don't know if you guys remember (laughs) that, but I am the reigning champion. I even framed my bracket from last year. And I framed the certificate. They're like (laughs) sitting on my desk still because I haven't put them up on my walls. But I will. I was talking a, a lot of smack in the office the other day when we all got access to brackets. And I was like, you guys, you know, like I am the reigning champ. And so good luck to you. And so that smack talking continued a little bit more today. 
as I, I mean, it's spring break, so I hit a wall probably about noon. <laughs> I'm like, I'm kind of done. So I went into the office and finished the puzzle that was out on, a, on the counter there. And then I talked some smack about the brackets because everyone's starting to submit their answers and it's right. just fun for everyone. Yeah. Sounds like a good day's work there. Yeah. It was rough. That's hysterical. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see what comes of this. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I was going to bring up, I don't know if this ever happens to you guys, but I, do you ever watch a movie and then have an unexpected reaction to the movie? Do tell. Well, for instance, I have recently watched several movies or thought, you know, there's been certain movies that I've decided to watch where I didn't realize I would cry Oh, or tear up. And I went, oh. So, and one of them for me was Inside Out, which cracks me up. Yes. So mm -hmm. that was a while ago. Buddy and I were watching that one and we got to the end and I was just, and Buddy's like, mama, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm great. I'm great. Just give me a moment. Give me a moment. But do you ever have that happen where you're watching either a show or um, a movie? And it doesn't necessarily mean crying, but where you go, oh, that hit me a little differently than I thought it would. Yeah. And I feel like I talked about that recently. That's been happening even with commercials. Oh, commercials. I'm like, oh, that got me. Oh, <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> I don't remember last time I fully watched a commercial, but that's that cracks me up. Mm. Yeah. Hulu. So I have go-to movies. If I'm kind of going through anger or something, then there's certain shows. Like that was something that happened where when I was going through just a really angry period of time where I soaked up Ozark. I could not get enough of Ozark. I was like, I'm going to watch this. This is so intense. Or like if I feel like I need a cry, then I go usually last the Mohicans. Yes, that one. Mm -hmm. That's mine. Typically last the Mohicans. What's the one, the Christmas movie with Sarah Jessica Parker and Diane Keaton. We talk about this one. Oh gosh, Al. Yeah. Um, uh, Stone. Family Stone. Family Stone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's one I can't, I can't watch very often either because that one will will also make me weep. Do you have ones that are go-to to make you laugh? E.T. always makes me cry too. Mm, I haven't watched E.T. in forever. What do I laugh at? I mean, I laugh at a lot of things, but I don't know if there's like a go-to show that I watch that makes me laugh. Or a movie. I'm watching some? ER right now and <laughs> there was like an episode and Jerry did something funny and it made me giggle out loud and I was like, well, that was funny. Good job, writers. <laughs> that was cute. <laughs> yeah. I think Without a Paddle is one. Oh, for it's me. so funny. Yeah. Kind of riding those emotional Rat emotional race, waves. right? Oh, like, oh, that's a good one. God, that makes me crack up. Yeah, you're right. I, there are some go-tos I have. And I was thinking about this because I uh, these movies, like some of those favorites, I have in DVD or Blu-ray form Correct. Still, yeah, Because I do. still have a Blu-ray player. I do too, yeah. And I don't use it very often anymore. But once in a while, that's how I watch Harry Potter. I think I've discussed yeah. that. But recently, there was someone asking for recommendations for like this church music and in this period leading up to our Easter. And as I was formulating this email with all these suggestions, a lot of the suggestions that I had were CDs. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to suggest these things, but you probably don't have a CD player. So I don't know if like the albums are available on Spotify. Like, I don't even know. And but Did I, you YouTube them, you think? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got, got, I got her on. with that one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did suggest YouTube because I did say a lot of this stuff is up on YouTube anymore. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if the whole album would be because I didn't I didn't mm. I didn't search that. That's such a good point. I was thinking about this and how people have different preferences for accessing their music or playlists or whatever. And it's so interesting how 
many albums or artists I don't listen to anymore because I don't have, I mean, I have incredible access to, but I, I'm so used to just like flipping through my CD book and being like, here you go. Versus I get overwhelmed sometimes on the apps because it's just pages and pages and pages. Did you yeah. ever like organize your CD book? Were you like alphabetical oh, or by genre? Uh, usually alphabetical. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I, that nerd. I think I tried, but then as you get more CDs and you have to reorganize mm-hmm. the whole thing again. So then I started just putting them. I like, would in stack the them and then I'd go, oh, I have to go in and, and yeah, and reorganize them. Oh, shoot. There was something else I was going to say about CDs, albums, playlists. Oh, that's what I was going to say is I actually went back and started listening to a couple Mumford. I haven't listened to Mumford and Sons in forever. So good. And went back and was listening to a couple of their albums the other day. I was like, oh, all right. I think I had heard, do they like re, do they go through a reorg? I have no idea. If you guys know, let us know. Yeah. No, I still have, I have a full bin, an actual like plastic bin full of DVDs and I don't know why I hold on to them because I don't ever go and grab them. Like I have, I have a section for Blu-rays and then I have the DVDs. I think you could probably sell them. I probably could, but I don't, it's one of those where I'm not ready. I'll just say that I'm not ready. To give up your DVDs? Yeah, it's weird. Kind of went through that, you know, with your VHSs. I kept kept those. Because we had, our parents had like every, almost every Disney movie on VHS there for a while. And then I think they got every DVD. They switched to DVD. Isn't that interesting, that transition? And then I think of Buddy, who's going to have, like he he's three and will tell our parents what streaming service has which show he wants. <laughs> that makes it sound That's like he so watches funny. TV all the time and he doesn't. But he'll, like if he's talking about Blaze and and his grandma or mother is asking wh- where it is or something, he'll be like, oh, that's on Prime. That's I just got Prime. distracted by your hair because when you turn your hair, head like that and the sun hits it, it looks like you have this blue streak in it. Oh, I did not dye my which hair. Which is not, blue. I'm like, that's not usually something that Alexandra does, which is why it caught my eye. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't know. I'm I mean, like, it's, oh. it's a big thing right now to, to put purples and blues in your hair, but I did not do that. I think I have practical magic on VHS. Still. I don't think I have my box anymore, but that that is one movie I think I had on VHS. Mm. It's you know, a, that's a good you one. know what else I had on VHS? I, think I had I got a it lot of movies on VHS. Harry and the Hendersons. Oh my god, remember, that remember it? We would watch that <laughs> over and over. But I it feel was like it was recorded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was totally recorded. It wasn't. Yeah. We had a blank VHS <laughs> and recorded it, or someone gave it to us. Like someone recorded it because we did not have HBO or any of that growing up, Mm-mm. and so I think someone recorded it and gave it to us. And I loved watching that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like that's a movie they don't even show like on cable Saturday mornings. But could be so valuable. It could be. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. It kind of goes back to the payphone thing. You know, Buddy's not going to know what a payphone is. He doesn't know what a landline is. Because even landlines now are cordless phones. So he has no concept of that. Though he will keep track of my phone for me. Hey, mom, you need your phone. No, it's okay. That's been a funny thing about watching ER because it, you know, started in the 90s. <laughs> Before that kind of technology. And they're like, you need to get a hold of so-and-so. And they're like, how am I supposed to do that? And they're like, I don't know, figure it out. And today it'd be like, just call them on their cell phone. Right. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. The, the technology and the introduction of that and the progression of the the progression of time through through film, right? Yeah. Or these the technology these, um series that went on for seasons and seasons. And like, yeah, as as the world was growing and changing. 
in the technology field and then these people these characters were also adapting and then all of a sudden having like flip phones yeah well it always reminds me of saved by the bell when zach had his like brick he had his car phone mm-hmm. or his yep. his brick cell phone and um no i was late in that i mean there were peers of mine in high school that were just starting to get cell phones um but i didn't i didn't have my first one until i was well into college but. Yeah, I think I got my first one and it was just like a Nokia, like a, a little baby Remember Nokia? brick Nokia and you had to pull the antenna out. <laughs> yes. uh-huh. So I that. think that's what I had. <laughs> but but our parents got that for me when I because I went to school 2000 miles away from the family. And so that's, you know, it was a, a way for us to keep in contact with each other. Mm-hmm. Man. Yep. Yeah. I remember when I went to England, I got a when I got there because they didn't have international phones you had to get a phone in the country where you were traveling at that time so I got my phone and then was late for soccer practice or football practice if you will and I threw the phone into my bag not realizing that my water bottle wasn't completely tightened brand new phone like hours old and my water I mean it, it was probably like three inches of water that was and I'm running to practice going why am I so wet like what is happening right now and then realizing yeah so then I had to go back and and they they didn't really want to do a return on that because it was my own fault we didn't know you could put it in rice then (laughs) I didn't have access to that at that point either but yeah then I then I went and got a different phone this conversation reminds me how recently it was um, one of my assistant principal's birthday this week and I learned that he was born the year I graduated high school Wait, I'm sorry. Your assistant principal uh-huh. was born in the year you graduated high school? Yep. Oh boy. Yep. That's hard. I have a client. That's something, huh? I have, <laughs> I have a client where the mom was relaying that she um had her child a little bit younger at 19 and he is just under three. And so I was doing the math and I went, okay. <laughs> okay. We're we're now in that stage. Yeah, I remember just a few years back when kids used to think I was 27 and now he's like that age. <laughs> and like my the gray spots of my hair keep growing and growing. I'm like, I don't look like I'm 27 anymore. I know it. That's yeah. okay though. I look like these kids' grandmas. That's like the age oh, that I'm in. Mm-hmm. That's so weird. I know, isn't it? it yeah. I could be a grandma right now. My grandma's 40, whatever. Yeah, good for you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I remember when someone, oh, that's what my client's sister, she's five and was asking me how old I was because I might have already talked about this on podcast, but she was telling, she was talking about her parents and how old they were because she's learning ages and how to tell the difference and all that. And then she looks at me and she goes, how old are you? And I told her and she goes, that is so old. I said, thanks. Yeah. Thanks Thanks for that. We, it's mature. Yeah, it's, it's uh, wisdom. That's what wisdom. I have That's at right. this age. Mm-hmm. Anything else you have to add for today, Alexandra? As we both looked at each other and we're like, yeah, "Well, well, <laughs> no, I think it's it's that time." What do you have for us? Oh, the STW joke of the day. We're going with the animal theme still because that's where we are in quality trickery, and it's also March Mammal Madness. So here we go. Why are teddy bears never hungry? Mm, I don't know why. Because they're always stuffed. Oh, that's actually kind of cute. It is cute. I'm going to say this. You are not alone if you use absolutely no strategy to fill out a bracket of any kind. 
You are not alone. I didn't come prepared to class for this one today. So I'm like, what happened to me today that I could be like, you are not alone? Oh, okay. Because this is like impacting my life from here on out. And I, you guys, like, as I think about this surgery that's coming up, I'm really trying to take it in stride and be low key about it. But I really think like a a part like inside of me is kind of freaking out because I don't know how this is going to impact my life. And I'm like, I, I'm all, I feel like I'm halfway through my life, right? Like if I'm lucky that, that there's like still 50% of my life left to go. And this is, this could be like a, a game changer in many ways. So if you have ever been in that kind of circumstance or scenario and you're like, oh, well, this thing has happened and it kind of came out of the blue. Now I have to deal with it. And um, you're not alone. And you're like, wow, some of the foods that I thought like I was going to be able to eat forever. I can't anymore because my body will hate me. Mm. It's a transition. It is. Definitely. And I think once you get through it, though, kind of just like any habit where when you make that shift, we went through this with sugar, right? When we talked about kind of cutting out sugar and, and going more like away from process. And, and I think there's a sense of going like, oh, I, I kind of really want that. And then you have it and you just realize that your taste buds have changed and I get it. It's kind of a morning process in the moment. Yeah, we'll see. Like, like I said, I think, feel like in, in my head, I'm trying to take it in stride. And then like, if I have at all any time to really think about it, I start to get a little sad. So I'm like, nope, let's not get sad. Like, Silver linings, we'll deal with it. It's not that big of a deal. It's going to be okay. All right. Well, you are not alone, Anna. (laughs) Thank you. You guys are not alone. We love you. We hope you have a great week and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Russian Sisters. To connect with them, go to therussiansisters.com. Produced and distributed by the Sound Off Media Company. It is your favorite girl. That's right. It's the Ali Mars, the one and the only. Everyone else just ain't me. I am the host of Welcome to Mars, a lifestyle podcast where nothing is off the table. I have come a long way from sex and dating and have transformed the new vibe to all things lifestyle. We still talk sex, but I'm more interested in the journey, where people have come from, how they made it, and where they're going. Subscribe or follow to a brand new look and a brand new era. Welcome to Mars. Subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, Google, or at theallymars.com. Because even with the new look, I'm still that same bitch you love to hate. Hi, I'm Mercedes Nickel, four-time Winter Olympian and host of Dropping In, a podcast with Mercedes. This is a podcast where I interview a bunch of different people. I get the good, the bad, and the ugly, as well as I share my stories along the way. Now you can drop in at droppingin.com or subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. I'll see you soon.